And Michael Cups is an expert on remote work from office or not and is with us now. Good evening. Welcome to WGN, Michael. Hello, and thank you. Sure. So, I was uh, reading an article, I think it was in the Tribune a few days ago, about offices opening in Chicago for companies and what would be in them, okay? And what they were describing was a work environment that is drastically different than the work environment of, say, 25 years ago. And it struck me that part of that is to play into bringing people into work who may want to remain working remotely. What are what are the sides? What is the remote working debate anyway? Well, I, you, you kind of just touched on it there. The, the biggest debate going is employers. Many employers want their employees back in the office because that's yeah. the way they learn to. That, that's the way they learn to manage. It's not that. The employees aren't necessarily more or less productive remotely, but it's it, it's a comfort level when they can see their employees walking through that door. So, so there's been this kind of tug, tug of war between employers and employees ever since the pan, ever since the pandemic hit because it proved that people could work remotely and do it successfully. So now there's just this debate and, and uh, of, of, <laughs> of who will win and where that pendulum is at any given time. Well, how are these? New companies, new offices that are leading the idea of trying to get people back, or are we talking about uh, businesses that have been there for a long time who had to adapt because of the pandemic and have remote workers and trying to get them back? Where Where's the tug of war in all of this? I mean, yeah, you've got yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, 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 there's two elements here. One is that the labor market has gotten tougher to recruit uh, with things like the great resignation and quiet quitting and all of that stuff where people are, are deciding to step back a little bit from work. Um, they want more different type of benefits. The old school businesses want people back in the office. So there's there's that debate. The second thing is just um, the, comp- the the ability to work wherever allows people to take advantage of not paying for gas, which is inflated right now, and not paying right. for parking and meals and things like that. So there's a that that's where the tug of war goes. So some companies are reshaping their office space to be more uh, welcoming to those kind of, I don't want to say not in the office every day, but they want them to come in the office a few days a week. And they set them up as an open concept, very, very, you know, fun environment designed to encourage collaboration, talk to your, talk to your coworkers and things like that. So it's almost like hoteling, if you will, but in a, in a, uh, in a way that encourages them to be in there for uh, at least some parts of the week. Well, has it been proven you're the expert on remote work. Has it been proven that productivity of the employee doesn't vary whether or not they're on site or on remote, or does it? it? It depends on the industry slightly and region slightly. But what we saw through the pandemic, because we we have software that collects performance information and well-being information from wherever you're working and it mm-hmm. feeds their managers that data. And what we saw is actually initially it went down a bit, but we think that was more attributed to do they have the right equipment? Once they got the right equipment, we actually saw about a 10 to 12% increase in productivity for the core industries we serve, which are banking and insurance and those types of companies. An, an increase in at uh, working at home or oh, working no, yeah, increase in productivity with supporting a remote work environment. That's uh, right. The, the employee, the performance actually went up. 
I suppose that it a lot of this rests on the type of business that we're talking about because not every business is compatible with remote work, whereas others are totally compatible with remote work. I mean, no factory jobs from home. Sorry. If you're, you know, if you can work on a computer, if your work is done on a computer or the great majority of your work, you really don't have to be anywhere to accomplish that. I mean, that's exactly right, John. Most of the work that we see that successfully deploys in a hybrid or remote world is they they have a laptop and that's their workspace, right? They they connect to a Wi-Fi, a connection, whether they're in Starbucks or they're in a uh, in their home office or they're on a, you know, on a beach somewhere, then as long as they can connect and they have that laptop, they're working. Michael, I have a question for you. And this is David Jennings, the news person. I'm a bud. I'm a budinsky occasionally, (laughs) but is, is remote work going to be one of those things that was the result of a problem that needed to be fixed, which was COVID are employers going to have to step back from this? I want everyone in the office or else. Is has has the you must be here on the premises? Has that ship permanently sailed? It, it it has for many industries, as you guys said. There's some industries that just can't do it, but there's others that are shaping their future with remote work because they want to compete for better talent. Uh, the nice thing about it for the employers is if they can go poach from their competitors now, their, mm. their top employees, because they don't have to have them move to the city that they're in. So it, it is changing the way we think. And, and there is a bit of an education with the managers out there that you said that feel like they need to see those employees every day. Uh, but, you know, in, in all reality, we had some very big customers, particularly in the healthcare insurance space, that were already going on this strategy of remote workers to do things like claims adjudication and things like that. And they were going all remote even before the pandemic happened. So there was already uh, an effort to go that way. And we, we saw it because our technology enables it, but it, it was already happening in the pandemic just to put the get, you know foot on the gas pedal there. And does this also f- fall into a demographic category? Are there certain age groups that are far more uh, adaptable to remote working than not? Yeah, well, certainly the younger generations don't want to go to the office. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, just, they just don't want to go in the office, but that's also not the environment that they worked in before. They, they're entering the workplace for the first time. Uh, we're starting to see certainly that generation just doesn't want to get to the office. There's, But the interesting thing of that is they need the most kind of anecdotal training you know they could learn from their peers or their more experienced peers so there's got to be a right balance there of getting some sort of hybrid mix in there uh the the other you know just step up a bit in the generational area and again Mm -hmm. it's going to be the young parents also find that working from home suits their schedule more so they can get to the school if they need to and things like that so that's it but the uh you know other than that we don't see a real demographic shift other than kind of the age or the the, the groups, if you will, of when they entered the workplace. Of people who enjoy more than just enjoy working remotely, I mean, they they love it. Are they willing to take a pay cut to do it? I can, yeah, can we, I can I can I throw on something else to that same question? Yeah, should sure. the employer even think about saying, "Well, if you want to work from home, we're going to pay you less"? Should they even go there? 
Well, they are going there, and about uh, three in five workers want it, is what a lot of the surveys are saying. Really? So some some employers are saying, listen, if you want to go work and live in Oklahoma, that's fine. We're going to... You know, we're going to adjust the pay for that that kind of uh, living environment. The uh, others, though, really what we're seeing is a negotiation that says with inflation rise uh, and there's cost of living increases that employers are going to say to them, well, we won't give you a cost of living increase if you're going to work from home. And so that sometimes is a good compromise. But we are seeing that employees are absolutely willing to take a pay cut and employers are looking at it and their compensation models to say this is the way we can do it. Let me uh, let me so, find some of those employees and have a talk with them cuz they're crazy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Somebody, David? Why do you say that? The the quality or whatever it is that I am doing, whatever product or good I am providing my employer just because I'm doing it not in a physical space that they pay for doesn't mean that it is now lesser in value because I'm doing it from home I misunderstood so the so so the idea of well um yeah you can work from home but we're going to pay you less money uh what no really well well, that that would be a problem for me you know that's like negotiation it's like like anything else um, well, it's, in the it's interesting, David. Somebody asked me that today, and they asked me, as being in this field, if I would take a pay cut to work from home, and I said absolutely not right. uh, for the reasons you just described. But, uh, you know, some people view, view that lifestyle and that uh, being close to their family or whatever the case may be, just they, they're willing to put money on it, and some of us aren't. <laughs> so. mm. Well, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't take a cut. Then again, I'm not married and I don't have any kids, so hey. A dog? Do you have a dog? No, no pets. A a cat? No pets. Nothing? You don't have uh, maybe even a guinea pig? No, don't even have a tarantula. (laughs) Sorry. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and this is just my opinion. I think remote work is here to stay in whatever whatever level. Uh, I don't know for how much money. I don't know, but it... You know, with Zoom and Zoom conference calls and the internet, it's not going. It, it's not going away. I mean, working remotely is something that um, accelerated during the pandemic, and I think too many people liked it. I, you know, I think they just thought it was a great way to go. It well, well, it was a new. It was something totally different. Yeah, completely. Ma- yeah. It Michael, was. A, it was a shock to the system. Do you have anything? Any final words to? Uh, Tell us. No, other than kind of on the business end, it's up to the employers to get their managers trained, and there's ways that they can still manage effectively uh, and not like they have to see those employees. And for the employees, it's really about, uh, you know, staying healthy and and also staying engaged with your coworkers because there is something about sitting around a table or a whiteboard and and talking about ideas that just it's hard to do over a Zoom call. So it really has to be a blend for both the managers and the employees. You got that right. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, That's why you're the expert on remote work. Michael Cups, thanks for being with us. John Landecker at 747 on 720 WGN.